the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir Nathaniel Lundy. This, of course, is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And there are many mysteries out there, Lundy. Uh, that have yet to been solved, yet to been unraveled. On this day in 1971, one of the most famous ones occurred. That was the hijacking of Northwest Orient Airline 305. Yeah, it's D.B. Cooper Day. And if you don't know that story, it's one of my favorites uh, because he's the guy that hijacked the plane on this day in 71, demanded $200,000 in cash and parachutes, uh, which were fulfilled at the Seattle airport. He then let the passengers go refuel the airplane and ask the pilots to fly into Mexico. And he didn't even get that far because he jumped out of the plane. And we still don't know who the hell the guy is. Uh, it's an amazing story. Uh, but D.B. Cooper, you know, find some documentaries on Netflix uh, if you're interested in learning some more. But there, there are a lot of mysteries in the sports betting world as well. We have our own versions of D.B. Cooper. Uh, but I just wanted to share that it is National D.B. Cooper Day. Well, Brad, I will tell you that uh, I have at least one in particular fantasy league that I'm in this year that I would like to parachute out of the plane. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Uh, I have had the worst damn luck, as many of us have. I am not looking for sympathy. I know that a lot of us have had this happen brutal. because of COVID yep. and all of that. But yep. I, I would like to D.B. Cooper out of one particular uh, fantasy league all Although I will uh, strain a muscle and pat myself on the back for kicking your butt this week. Uh, you, by the slimmest of margins, you beat me by like two points. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Damn it, come on. You're supposed to give me more credit. No, no. And I, I looked at the box score and I was like, what? He came back and beat me? Like, I just saw that this morning. I had no idea. So I'm, I'm now 7-4 about to punch my playoff ticket, but you're delaying it a week. So thank you very kindly for that, Mr. D.B. Cooper. And by the way, always I, here to help if it involves smacking you upside the head. Well, and I would jump out of an airplane without a parachute just kind of in 2020. So there you go. On that thank note, <laughs> we got Thanksgiving Day action coming up. And there's only one place you need to go to get all your wagers, whether for college or whether for the NFL. And that is DraftKings Sportsbook. And they are offering a no-brainer this turkey day. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving a chance for you to double your money. If either Baltimore or Pittsburgh score a TD in Thursday night's game, all it takes is for you to double your money is one stinking touchdown. Yeah, you heard that right. All you got to do is opt into the promotion, place your bet, and then sit back and watch the ball enter into the end zone. Easy as pie. On top of that great offer, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new players a deposit bonus up to $1,000. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore scores a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right. All it takes is one TD, and you double your money when you use that promo code FTN during sign-up for a limited time only. At DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to today's Fade 5. Number 5. All right, let's start some things uh, off here and uh, some hot and heavy Mountain West action. 
Colorado State taking on the Air Force Academy right here in our neck of the woods as you and I live in lovely Denver, Colorado. Uh, the line right now, the Academy is laying four and a half, and that is where I'm leaning right now, London, because CSU is no bueno. Uh, now you look at Air Force this season, five and two ATS uh, in their last seven home games. Uh, and the Falcons, you know, really claw the competition to death on the ground, like most of the military academies do, averaging 336.5 rush yards per game. That's extraordinary. They're also stout defensively, giving up 106.8 rush yards per game on the season and 219.5 pass yards per contest. Now you look at the Rammies, uh, they've got a full-blown QBBC. They can't really decide what quarterback to go with uh, for this school. The Rams have piled up 343 total yards per game, but they are giving up 396 total yards per tilt. Uh, they also rank number one in pressure percentage among all college teams, but that metric really doesn't apply to a ground and pound team like Air Force. I, I think they just drive them into the ground, into submission, and Air Force wins this thing maybe by double figures going away. So give me Air Force, the Flying Falcons, minus four and a half at a minus 110 juice against CSU. Vader, follow. Uh, I'll follow on this one, Brad. As you said, CSU uh, not very good. Um, they're just not. Uh, they are not one of the not one of the teams you want to pay a whole lot of attention to right now within the Mountain West. Whereas the Air Force Academy, um, not too bad. They've actually got some pretty good athletes down there at the academy in Colorado Springs. I'm with you. I actually think this is going to wind up being a double digit win uh, for the Zoomies. So I will take. Uh, I will absolutely take Air Force and give up the points. Aim high. With Air Force. Number four. All right, let's get to uh, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day treat in the NFL, and it is the opening act, as it always is every single year, and that is Detroit. Uh, This year, uh, in front of a capacity crowd of nobody, uh, they are taking on the Houston Texans in a game in which points will be aplenty. I kind of like the Lions on the money line here, Lundy. Yeah, plus 128. Now, the spread, they're catching three. Public is hammering the living daylights out of Houston right now. According to Sports Insights, against the spread, 64% of the early public spread action on the visiting Texans. The Texans this season, 3-7 and seven ATS. Detroit, 4-6 and six ATS. Both these teams sickly on defense. Uh, and I don't mean that in an endearing way. They they are rather anemic. Uh, Detroit giving up 4.68 yards per carry, 172.8 total yards per game to running backs and a 7.7 pass yards per attempt. Mark Houston, even worse on the ground, 5.38 yards per carry allowed, 186.4 total yards per game to the running back position and a 19-2 touchdown interception split. We know that Matthew Stafford's had some memorable performances on Turkey Day. Hopefully you'll get DeAndre Swift back. Hopefully you'll get Kenny Galladay back. And if he does, I think the Lions take this thing by a field goal in the waning moments. And what will probably be a better-than-advertised football game for betters out there, especially if you like points. So fade or follow the Lions straight up, plus 128 against Houston. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting Thanksgiving uh, slate of games, Brad, because I think we're going to open with the fireworks and then we're going to finish with a defensive battle by the yeah. time we get through all three games. But let's start off with this one. I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. I think right now what we're seeing in the line and what we're seeing with the way the public is hammering stuff has to do with the recency bias. Obviously, the Texans coming off the win over New England, but obvi- but you know the Panthers absolutely embarrassed Detroit, twenty to nothing. You can't the Lion. You you can't even score against Carolina. Come on, Stafford, you got to show us 
us something. But that shows you how much Galladay and Swift mean to that offense. And I think not having those guys available um, could be another disaster for them on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm with you crossing the uh, fingers, pulling the wishbone, whatever, whatever your uh, superstition <laughs> is there on Thanksgiving. I'm just hoping to see something out of Detroit. And if they do, I do agree with you. I think they can actually take it with a late Matt Prater field goal. Oh, yeah. Load up my plate with some lions. Number three. All right, let's get to the monkeyknifefight.com. Monkey Knife Fight player prop of the day, of course, presented by monkeyknifefight.com. Go there right now. Use the promo code F. TN. And as a new user, when you sign up, you get a free $5 game on the house. It's more or less over or under on some of your favorite player props that are out there. Uh, you can parlay them together in packs of two all the way up to six. Really simple DFS game to play. And it's just you against the house, not against uh, you and a bunch of lineup accumulators running scripts out there. So check them out, monkeyknifefight.com. And again, use that promo code FTN to score that free $5 game on the his house. Uh, let's talk Duke Johnson. Uh, you know, a lot of people out there have been clamoring for Duke Johnson to overtake David Johnson as a primary running back in this Texans backfield. Now, David Johnson on IR, but Duke hasn't really shown a whole lot of metal here the last couple of weeks. A player that went 14 for 54 against Cleveland and just 10 for 15 on the ground against New England. However, I'm going to take the over on the MKF proposed 57.5 rush yards line here, Lundy. Why? Because Detroit is just that rancid defensively. I already mentioned some of the particulars in the trenches. I'll say it again. 4.68 yards per carry. 172.8 total yards per game. 19 total touchdowns. Most fancy points allowed to the running back position and specifically to rush yards per game surrendered to RBs. 123 flat. So if Duke can get 15 16 carries in this one. He should cruise past the 60-yard line and smash the over again on 57.5 rush yards. So hopefully he can be a picture of efficiency, unlike the picture of inefficiency he has resembled here the last couple of games. Fade or follow over Duke Johnson, 57.5 rush yards. You're that guy that sits back at the casino going, I'm due. I'm due, yeah. right? That's yeah. you, isn't yeah. it? Because that's what you're seeing with Duke Johnson. Here's what I will tell you, though. I'm going to follow you on this one because Matt Patricia, uh, not not sharpening the pencil, not, <laughs> uh, not doing much there with that defense. Um, yeah, I, if there ever was a game to potentially get into a rhythm to find the opportunities out of the backfield, it would be this one for Duke Johnson because Detroit just is not good against the run. Now, the question will obviously be, can Houston find that rhythm with the backfield and with Deshaun Watson? And I think, yes, I think 56 or excuse me, 57 and a half is a good enough number to be able to get past. I don't know that he just, you know, crushes it, but I do think he can get up to the 60 mark and that's good enough to cash a ticket. Uh, make those dollars with Duke. Number two. All right, let's go to the second Thanksgiving Day game and it involves a potential first place matchup. Yes, uh, between a couple of teams with three wins apiece. Yes, this is how awful the NFC East is this season, but it's the fighting footballs traveling to Little D to face the Cowboys and I like the over here, Lundy, at 46. That total is 
was uh, crept down uh, from its open of right, right around 47 and a half, 48, and I really don't understand it. Now, both these teams hovering that 500 line in terms of split between over and under the season. Dallas 5 and 5 in terms of overs to unders. Uh, Washington 4 and 6 overs to under on the year. Dallas, though, has hit the over in 8 of its last 10 matchups against Washington. You look at Washington, formidable defense, giving up just 4.04 yards per carry the running back position, 7.0 yards per attempt. They bring tremendous pressure off the edges with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Dallas, uh, yeah, well, we know how uh, awful this defense is. 4.73 yards per carry allowed, 145.3 total yards per game of the running back position, and a 7.4 YPA. In the end, I think this is going to blossom into a shootout, and the final total will be somewhere in the low 50s. So, again, I'm loving the over right now at 46. If it keeps creeping down, I'll keep hammering that total on the over as well. Fade or follow me. Again, over 46 in Dallas and fighting footballs. Hammer, hammer, hammer that over. And in fact, really do it if in fact it continues to creep down. You want to know defense? I get the idea that Washington's isn't too bad. Dallas is putrid. Um, and that could be a like, I, for example, Brad, I cannot wait to find the player prop uh, for any of the Washington receivers. Don't even care who it is. Oh, Terry McLaurin want- over. <laughs> yes, I don't even care what the number is. Give me the over on Scary Terry because this Dallas defense will not be able to stop him. Alex Smith likes tossing him the rock. I think that's a player prop to keep an eye on. But for this particular instance, I know we're just talking about total points. So let's talk about the total points. Let's take the over. I think these two teams eclipse. 50 in the middle game of our Thanksgiving feast. Yeah, could be a game that actually has you stab off the tryptophan-induced nap. Bet on it. Number one. All right, let's go with the final game of Thanksgiving, and that is a game that we are definitely looking forward to, and hopefully it's going to be played because all the COVID issues right now surrounding the Baltimore Ravens. But we got Ravens and Steelers, Baltimore catching four. And that's where I'm laying my cash. I'm taking the Ravens plus those four points. And Baltimore four and six ATS on the year. Pittsburgh five and four ATS. But the Ravens have covered in six of the last nine games against the rival Steelers. Now the Ravens defensively, Stout is through the air, giving up 6.6 in terms of YPA. Uh, they have surrendered, though, 4.43 yards per carry to the running back position. Pittsburgh, meanwhile, four, uh, 6.7 YPA uh, through the air. That's what they have allowed. The fourth most air yards as well and giving up 4.14 yards per carry to running backs. Now the first matchup in week 8, which was a 4 point margin, shocking, that's what this line is, 28-24 by the Steelers that was a ground and pound approach for Greg Roman and company as Gus Edwards went for 87 J.K. Dobbins went for 113, Lamar Jackson for 65, but remember no J.K. Dobbins, no Mark Ingram they're both on the COVID-19 list, they will not be cleared in time, so the Gus bus is going to fire up and make those Pittsburgh Steelers would-be tacklers into hood ornaments. And I think Lamar Jackson uh, runs wild as well. So in the end, uh, I think the Ravens will find a way to keep this thing close. I'm not saying they're going to win. All I care about is the cover. I think Pittsburgh wins this game by a field goal. That's why I like Baltimore plus four. Fade or follow. 
Oh, this is a tough one for me, Brad, because I actually am not convinced that Baltimore's figured anything out at this point from an <laughs> offensive standpoint. Uh, I think they're just literally winging it as they're going through the games and that some of the talent of Lamar Jackson is what's saving them. Uh, at this point, tell you what, I'm going to fade you. I actually think mm. the Steelers wind up winning this one by more than the four and a half. Um, you know, it, I don't know why I'm thinking like a six point game. I'm feeling like a 27, 21 type of affair. So I think that four and a half gets covered. And I know that as of right now, I am leaning to where the public is 53% of the bets, 83% of the money is on the Steelers giving up the points so far here early in the week. But I'm going to fade you because I think Pittsburgh continues their unbeaten streak and does it comfortably. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? The Steelers could be unblemished through week 12 but that's where we're at in this upside down 2020 season and that is a wrap on this edition of the feed the noise podcast uh, make sure you follow me on twitter at nate lundy follow me at noisy Wavos, and check out ftn fantasy ftn daily and ftnbets.com use that promo code evans e-v-a-n-s get 10 percent off your subscription today drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast would you kindly and until next time as always Always feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.